Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he loves to go fishing with his dad, Pat Flynn. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the ninth session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I wanted to answer a quick question before we get into our featured content, and that is, hey Pat, how often are you going to be publishing these podcasts? Great question. Uh, I've actually been asked this quite often because it seems kind of random right now, and I just want to let you know that I will be publishing a new podcast episode at uh, at least once every two weeks. And I know a lot of you out there want more because um, you've told me, and I'm I'm just trying to balance everything that I have going on right now, uh, all the blog posts that I've been writing on smartpassiveincome.com, which is obviously my hub for everything I do, uh, all the niche sites that I'm working on right now, especially ones for the niche site duel, which right now, if you're following along, I'm sitting at number three in Google, and I am seeing a lot of income come in each day just through AdSense ads. I'm going to implement some other monetization strategies, but things are going really well. If you want to learn exactly what that's all about, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash niche site dual. And uh, that's where a buddy of mine, Tyrone, challenged me to start a niche site. Uh, you know, We're doing this together to see who can make the most money, rank the highest in Google, and I'm already sitting at number three, which is totally awesome. Uh, so yeah, I have that going on, all the YouTube videos, all the, the projects I'm working on for software like WordPress plugins and iPhone apps and all this other stuff. So right now, I'm going to be publishing a new podcast episode every two weeks, and I'm sorry if that's not uh, as often as you'd like. It's not as often as I'd like, but that's that's what I can handle right now, and sometimes you just have to know what you can handle uh, in order to make things work, so you know that that's it for now. If I if I do happen to have other episodes on hand, which I do, uh, and I feel like it's appropriate, I will publish. You know, maybe once a week. But you know, it fills up a spot on my Monday, Wednesday, Friday blogging schedule at smartpassiveincome.com when I do publish a podcast. So I have to take that in consideration. So yeah, two, twice a week. And just from all that stuff I've been talking about, all the things I've been working on lately, you might think to yourself, "Hey, Pat." Dude, you're working on a ton of stuff. How is that passive income? I don't get it. Well, the thing is, I could literally 
stop working right now, stop all my businesses, you know, not put in any more work. And I, I believe I would be okay for the next two to three years as far as income is concerned, pending any crazy major things happening like, I don't know, Google being shut down or, or you know, things in certain industries that I'm in totally changing. So I don't have to worry too much about that. But, you know, I'm building up my passive income portfolio, as I like to call it. I'm adding to it. I, you know, like the tagline of this show says, work hard now so you could reap the benefits later. And I want a lot of benefits later. That's why I'm working hard now. And, you know, it might seem like I'm putting in 12-hour days. Well, honestly, I'm only putting four hours in a day. Um, but I don't have to, but I'm choosing to do that. Mostly with mo- most of my work is for stuff like this, the podcast, the blog, which aren't even my primary income streams. I mean, most of my income streams come from other projects. You know, the, the Smart Passive Income podcast and the Smart Passive Income blog, those are things that I just created to help other people and help help you realize that this stuff really is possible. It is possible to make a living online or make some extra income online. And, and that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm not charging anything right now and uh you know it's it doesn't even feel like work to me because i'm having so much fun i'm helping so many people people are emailing me saying really wonderful things and it just keeps me going so thank you so much for all your support really so with all that said i mean let's just jump right into the featured content and i'm super stoked because i have a special guest her name is nicole dean from nicole on the net dot com nicole spelled n-i-c-o-l-e and she's a rock star she's awesome nicole how are you doing today i'm doing awesome (laughs) (laughs) awesome well actually everyone out there i heard about nicole uh, a while ago through mark mason from masonworld.com who you know from the very first interview we've had on the uh, smart passive income podcast Uh, that was in session number two i believe and she does a lot of really cool stuff. She's an expert affiliate marketer and manager, a publisher, a business coach, a blogger, and all these other cool things that uh, we'll be talking about. And I'm really stoked to pick Nicole's brain today about a number of things I'm, that I'm actually really curious about, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. She's got a number of websites under her name. Uh, I already mentioned NicoleOnTheNet.com. That's her blog. Uh, SheLancers.com, OutsourceWeekly.com, Just Add Sweat. Dot com web uh, web traffic basics and easyplr.com and i'm sure she's got a number of other sites too um so i mean you could tell she knows what she's doing she's got multiple streams of income working for her so nicole thanks again for joining us today uh would you be willing to share exactly how you got started doing business online oh sure everybody has their story right, right, right. <laughs> First of all, I would like to thank you for having me here today, and Uh I just want to tell you that I love what you're doing. I'm a huge fan of your blog. Ever since I found it, I I just love it. I devour it. It's it's fabulous. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I I think you're doing fabulous things. I'm impressed. So uh, my story, let's see. Uh, Back in September of 2001, of course, we know that uh, September 11th, 2001 was when our world changed, mm-hmm. and uh, my daughter was born nine days later, so uh, it was kind of a, an interesting time in a lot of our lives, and it was also an interesting time in my life because my daughter was born on September 20th, 2001, and um, my husband was laid off from his job a week after that. <laughs> oh, wow. So you had so, all these kinds of things going on at the same yeah. time. It, it's, you know, I am very blessed that I did not have it worse. I know many people had it much worse than I did, but we went from, 
I had a four and a half year old boy and then my brand new baby girl and we went from one very nice income and living in our dream house to no income overnight. And uh, I, I watched my husband go through that and suffer and it was not fun and it was not fair to him. So that's when I decided that we needed some more control and some more stability in our lives because the pressure on him was unbearable. And it was really, uh, I feel unfair for it to all be on his shoulders, but I couldn't really do anything because I, I had the baby. Right. And so I started looking around then, and I, I took the long route to where I am today. Uh, I went through direct sales. I went through, you know, spamming my links on uh, message boards, and <laughs> <laughs> I went the whole route. I made baby bracelets for a while, and dabbled and explored and tried to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up and how I could contribute. And so um, basically, eventually in 2004, I set up my first website. It's ugly. ugly. It was ugly. It was hideously ugly. And uh, (laughs) I sometimes I go back to the way back when machine and look at it just for a good laugh. But um, it was showmomthemoney.com and I still own that site. And uh, I enjoyed writing, and I enjoyed um, playing around with it. And then I started to monetize, and I started to make a few pennies. And I was like, wow, that was kind of easy. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I felt the same way when I first started. I mean, I, I implemented AdSense. Is that is that kind of what you did? Mm-hmm. That's how I started, exactly. It's such a good and- feeling just to get even just like 10 cents. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. <laughs> Exactly. And so I know we're going to get into my little Petri dishes in, in a bit because that's a question yeah, coming up. But I love that. Basically, I used that to figure out um, what markets were hot. And then I spun off sites, way too many sites. And um, I had a nice broad uh, mass of niche websites. Again, way too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would not recommend taking the path I took. But I had all kinds and I still do have many of my niche websites. I always say my niche websites are what pay my mortgage and then my internet marketing money is my fun money because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could talk about how to make money in niche markets unless I was actually doing it. So right, right. that's where where I uh, learned most of what I know today and that's still my playground where I go and experiment on things and see how it works and then if it works, I teach it. If it doesn't, then chalk it up to another learning experience. But since then, I just have been... Um, basically watching what's worked and I've been doing more of that and watching what hasn't worked and not doing that. Not doing that, right. (laughs) And it's it's really um, pretty much been the foundation of my business. And now um, both my mom and my husband work for me or with, my husband works with me. He doesn't like it when I says work for me. Works with me in our company. (laughs) Works with you. Okay, got it. And my mom does work for me and and so it's it's been a it's been a long journey, but it's been a good one. And I've learned a lot from my mistakes, and I've learned a lot along the way. And and I wouldn't have it any other way. It seems like a lot of the most successful people, you know, I come across always have those, you know, hard times in their lives where they just learn so much, and you know, their their backs are kind of up against the wall. And I think that's when when they perform best. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like that's a that's the same kind of story with you. Exactly. If I could bottle that sink or swim feeling, I would be the world's best business coach. Right, yeah. I, mean. I know that with my clients. I mean, I, my mom was one of 11 children. 
and uh, so she had she had a, a big family. I have many aunts and uncles, mm -hmm. but uh, they lived on a river. And the way they learned how to swim was that the older one would throw in the younger one, and it's sink or swim. Yeah, that's what it is. And so I think that is probably not the most loving way to learn. <laughs> no, it's a very However, stressful time. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was put in that sink or swim situation and I started paddling my little little arms off and it worked. How would you recommend people to actually kind of maybe think that way, even though, you know, maybe they have a nine to five job and they just want to start something on the side, but you know, it really takes that almost pressure to, to be forced to do things that, you know, might, that you might not be comfortable with, but you know, will, you know, get you results. How would you suggest uh, to somebody, you know, who who may not be putting all their effort into their business because they don't have to. Right. I wish I knew. I really wish I knew. Um, one of the things that I like to do is um, run through a visualization with someone where you try to picture the fear of regret. Mm -hmm. Since And the fear of regret has to be bigger than the fear of failure and the fear of success because those are the things that hold people back. So if you can, if you can't, if you're not in a situation where you have to get past your fear of failure and the fear of success, then I find that the next best thing is to, to look 10 years from now at the regret that you're going to be holding on to because you didn't, you didn't go after it enough because you didn't have to go after it. So yeah, I love that. I, I, I've never heard that before, but that's excellent advice. I mean, just thinking about the what if, you know, we always have those what if situations and they make us feel kind of bad sometimes or, you know, just make us really wonder what could have been. But uh, exactly. if you kind of, like you said, think in the future and how you would think if you didn't act now, uh, you might actually start doing stuff. So that's, that's really great advice. Thank you. Sure. Um, so you said you were you were doing some uh, some niche marketing, and and I'm interested because I'm kind of in the middle of this challenge with uh with an, with another blogger Tyrone Shum from TyroneShum.com. He challenged me to a niche site duel, and we're both beginners at this, but you know we're putting we we obviously have some experience online, and we're putting our experience behind this uh, this kind of experiment. Um, and we just finished selecting our niches, which was a crazy process. I've never done anything like this before. <laughs> So I'm interested to know kind of if you can give us any insight on how you approach finding a niche. I know everyone else has their different style, but um, mm -hmm. how do you approach finding a profitable niche? Well, I, I, my motto is making the web in the world a better place. And that's been my motto ever since I started. And so I do things a lot differently than, than other people teach. And that is that I build quality sites in my niches. I don't look at it as a fast thing, you know, throw up a, a junky website, drive traffic to it and, and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. I put up something that hopefully either my kids will get down the road or that I can sell because it'll be quite profitable and, and valuable. So it's, it That's depends awesome. on, it, it really depends on um, someone's attitude going forward. But I have websites that I set up in 2006 that I have not touched since then that still make $300, $400 a month, which I know isn't a lot of money, but it truly is passive. Yeah. But that's because I don't have to worry about Google dropping me. I don't have to worry about, um, I, I just don't have to worry because I know it's a quality website. Mm -hmm. So it is offering value. And um, if I do decide I'm tired with it later, then I can sell it for a nice profit. 
So um, going into a niche, it really has to be something that I'm interested in and where I feel like I'm improving people's lives in some way. And I know that's all warm and fuzzy and and mm. and simple, but that's me. So I probably wouldn't set up a site just because I saw dollar signs there unless I actually thought it was going to be helping people in addition to making me money. Um, so I, it's, it's hard because it has to be something I'm interested in. It has to be something that I'm going to be passionate about, something where I really feel like I'm making a difference and where I'm going to be profitable at the same time. So I don't dabble in, in widget niches. Mm-hmm. I dabble in, I, I really try to build a business that's going to last the test of time. And that, like I said, is something that I can either sell or hand down to somebody. Yeah, I really, I really like that approach. And I'm finding that, um, you know, I've done a few niche sites in the past where I just select a product based on, uh, you know, ClickBank numbers and, and mm-hmm. profitability predictions and stuff. And, and, you know, they're not that interesting to me. And I can only write so much content about, you know, Farmville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like this, this recent niche site that I'm doing, which is about security guard training, it's, my mom's a security guard, and I'm really actually quite interested in, in this industry. And I feel like the content that I'm actually writing on this niche site is actually a lot more genuine. And, I, and if someone were to come to the site, I'd actually feel good about it. Uh, so hopefully in the future, like kind of following your footsteps, you know, uh, Google will find me out and, and, and put me up there in the top rankings because it, it has quality information on it. And it's, and it's not just there, uh, to make money, but also to, to give people uh, information that they can use. Exactly. And then I also always put an autoresponder sequence, like a year long autoresponder sequence on those sites. So I get the repeat traffic too. And so I also get referral traffic because I ask the people that sign up for the list to refer friends. And mm-hmm. so it, it is a valuable site. I don't like to game the system because my business is too important to, for me to gamble on. Right. So I've always had the, the um, strategy of offering value. So if someone runs across a Nicole Dean site and it doesn't have my name on it, but it's one of my sites that they will be better off for having found that rather than just landing on some crap site that somebody threw up in five minutes and have been gaming Google because Google's smart and getting smarter all the time. And mm-hmm. they pay my mortgage. I'm not messing around with them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are making the web a better place. And if only everyone had that same mindset, then we, we wouldn't come across these crappy websites. Yeah. Um, going back to what you just mentioned about your autoresponder on your niche sites, uh, how many, you, you said you had a kind of a year-long you know, autoresponder campaign. How often are you hitting these people up? Like once a week? So that's like 52 or, uh, you know, different emails? Or yeah, how, how often are you, are you uh, hitting them up? Yes, uh, it's, I start off quicker because I usually offer like a seven days to blank or, Mm -hmm. you know, three days, three secrets of whatever. And so I start off more frequently and then I go to about once every seven to 10 days after that. Okay, cool. And I have another follow-up question on Ninshai. Sorry, I'm I'm like totally interested in this. I'm sure everyone listening out there is too. Um, So I remember you saying you used to, you started a, a, like a crazy amount of, of websites, uh, niche sites. And, and obviously these are all things that you are passionate about or else you wouldn't have started them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you use like a pen name or how do you separate you you know nicole from these sites or do you keep nicole on all these sites you know that's so funny because i just got back from nams and it's affiliate marketing system and that topic came up so often there really? <laughs> that people are just fascinated by it and to me it's just part of my life so I don't even think about it mm -hmm. but yes I do have pen names I have I have personas <laughs> and each one has a um uh uh I don't know if it's a mnemonic I guess that's not the right way to do the right way to describe it but for instance if I were to create a site about um car safety uh -huh. then it, my pen name would probably be like Sally Saturn or Sarah Ford or something nice. <laughs> so I can keep I like track <laughs> I'm actually using a pen name on my security guard niche website it's Pete Chamberlain and it's totally random I wish I thought of something more creative like <laughs> it it helps as you have more pen names so you can remember who you are <laughs> yeah right that's so funny well, that's good. I feel a little bit better about that because I've had I've had a, a little bit of backlash because people people are coming to me and saying, Pat, well, you should be totally transparent and honest wherever you are online. And and I I kind of disagree. Like I, I kind of want to separate, you know, the, my niche sites from smart passive income, uh, mm -hmm. for example. So, well, my opinion is as long as you're not trying to pass yourself off as a doctor, lawyer, financial advisor or, yeah. you know, something like that, you're just. Um, setting up an informational site, then that's fine. One one other thing I recommend doing is setting up a community. If you're not comfortable with a pen name, set up a community where other people become the experts. So a community blog where you you bring in columnists and guest bloggers, and mm -hmm. so you have this um, this you're just basically the the overseer of all the other experts. So you can still have the big site, the authority site, you could still make money on it, but if you're uncomfortable with, with having a different persona, then that's another way to, to just be the owner of the site, but have the other people be the experts, so you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that's fantastic. Uh, good stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Petri dishes uh, just a while ago, and I, you know, th this came about because I remember listening to an interview of yours, actually, it was with Mark Mason, where you mm -hmm. compared doing online business to Petri dishes. And I thought that was a fantastic analogy. And I was hoping you might uh, want to share it with our listeners because I thought that was really cool. Of course. Uh, in the offline world, to start a business is extremely expensive and it's a huge commitment. I mean, you have to go to get lenders, investors, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Even if you wanted to buy like a McDonald's franchise, I mean, that's, that's a, a colossal investment. Absolutely. Um, but with your online business, it's it's like 10 bucks to set up a new business so you're able to experiment and people are so fearful of making a mistake or to committing to something in online business now I say just look at it as a little petri dish you put something in there see if it sprouts if it does great run with it if it doesn't then oh well move on to something that is and so what I did is, um, like I said, my first site was showmomthemoney.com. And what I would do is go into my stats and I would look and see uh, where I was getting traffic from Google naturally. And I, I was like, well, obviously it's easy to rank for these things. And obviously people are looking for information on these things because I'm getting traffic for them without even trying. And so then I would take that information and, and let Google tell me what I should create my sites in and anything that I saw there that I found 
um, or I thought that I could could offer value, I would grow that section of that website, but I would also spin off a website on that same topic. Mm-hmm. So uh, I set up um, too many niche sites, not as many as some people, but too many for me personally. Um, but how much is uh, too many? I had about a hundred websites. Wow. <laughs> and that was too many for me. And mm-hmm. now I'm down to only 80 domain names total. So I probably only have like 50 real websites. I'd have to count again. But the thing is, is it's easy to set up a website. But then what people forget is after you set it up, you have to, the internet, you know, marketing part of internet marketing comes in. That word marketing is the important word there. Right. And so the marketing begins at that point. And, and so if you have 100 websites, then that's 100 websites that you need to market if you want to make money from them. So it, it, it became a big beast and it was very stressful. And I learned how to outsource very well. And I still do, but it's just more, it's too much mental clutter for me personally. I'd rather have just a handful of really good, valuable, authority, money-making websites than to have a whole bunch of little ones out there that I have to keep track of. So Mm -hmm. I let go of some of my personas and I let go (laughs) of a lot of my websites and I'm much more relaxed now. No no more Sally Saturn. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that's, that's, for those of you out there who don't know what a petri dish it's like something you use in chem lab or bio to like you know put something it's like a little plastic dish and usually you put some type of i don't know bacteria and then put it in this thing to see how much it grows or whatnot or uh you put samples of stuff in there to see kind of what what's gonna happen and uh, i think that's a great analogy because you know petri dishes are only like 10 cents and you know you can you can set up a whole bunch of them and see what works and uh, run off of that just like you said. So that's that's great advice. You know, I uh, the the offline to online comparison, uh, you know, really strikes a chord uh, with a lot of people because you know offline there's so much involved and online you know like you said it just takes just a little bit of time uh, and a yeah. little a little bit of money. So um, especially now that we have WordPress. When I started, we didn't have WordPress. So it it was much more difficult to put up a website, but now it's like two you know you buy a domain, and two clicks later you've got a blog. Yeah, I, I think I had a I had um for for my niche site the most recent one it took me about three hours to set up everything, including uh, putting up my first post, and uh, you know it was nothing. It, it was mm-hmm. absolutely no work at all so i like to switch topics uh as we finish up here to something that i know very little about now up until last week i actually haven't even heard of it or i've actually heard of the term uh but you know didn't know what it was or how it worked and the term i'm talking about is p l r or private label rights and i am totally in the dark with what plr is and you know what what is private label rights stuff well the way I, you know, there's all kinds of opinions on PLR. A lot of people think that it's it's just crap. Is it okay that I say crap? Yeah, totally. Okay. Crap away. <laughs> A lot of people think that it's just crap and that it's absolutely pointless. But, I mean, you, you know my motto is to make the web and the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And so the stuff that I, I teach and that I sell is not crap. It's actually a valuable tool for um, bloggers, affiliate marketers, and internet marketers. And what PLR is, in this instance, we'll talk about articles. Sure. Um, basically, it's 
article drafts that you can purchase very affordably. So like my site, which um, they can get to at smartpassiveincome.com slash PLR. That's Pat's affiliate link. Um, if you go there, I hire writers and editors that write articles and edit them, really quality stuff. These are college educated people. And then I sell these articles to multiple bloggers and affiliate marketers. Normally about 75 to 100 people buy them. And then each of those people can take those articles, edit and enhance them with their own thoughts and ideas and use them as a shortcut when they need ideas for blogging. So when you're staring at a blank screen on your blog and you need something to write about, you can take either a paragraph out of a PLR article, you can take a whole article, or you can consolidate articles and combine them. Edit them as much as you want. You don't have to link to anybody. And it's basically a draft that can shortcut your blogging process and help you to add value to your blog without having to work so darn hard. Oh, well, okay. So that's that's pretty cool, especially if you're getting into like a niche that you may not be totally familiar with. So there's mm -hmm. these kind of pre-structured articles already written for you that you can kind of uh, put your own voice in. Is that yes. Now, why would I... Uh, you know, I'm just throwing out a whole bunch of questions because I don't know anything about this. Uh, hope that's okay. What uh, What is the benefit of using PLR instead of, say, like a ghostwriter? Well, I'm like I said, I'm also someone that outsources a lot, so I work with a lot. Uh, usually, around I have about 15 people I pay each month, mm -hmm. so I I deal with a lot of outsourcing, and it's not easy. I mean, outsourcing can be very difficult, especially when you're trying to find quality writers because right. either they're going to be very expensive or they may not get your voice right. They could just be plagiarizing stuff. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things to jump through when you're dealing with writers. Mm -hmm. uh, and some writers charge between $10 and $75 an article. You know, $75 is definitely definitely on the high end, but you can pay $10 per article, whereas with PLR, you're paying about a dollar per article because the cost is split between multiple websites or multiple customers. So there's less work for you, less hassle, lower cost, and you can let me deal with the writers. So, you know, if I was a blogger who got PLR and I knew that other people were kind of using the same articles or on, on their own sites, I'd be a little worried about duplicate content so is that something I should worry about or or is the purpose of PLR actually just kind of just to be a structure that we can add our own voice to and, and that way we wouldn't have to worry about duplicate content great question and that's actually a very common question um, the way I recommend that people get around this is when you buy a set of PLR articles I recommend that you stick them into your blog as drafts mm -hmm. so just right away get them off your hard drive get them into your blog save each one as a separate draft and that way when you are having writer's block or you're about to go on vacation or something you can just go into those add and enhance them and you'll be set I would not recommend loading an entire blog with PLR articles um, but as far as a lot of people teach you to rewrite PLR, but I I prefer not to rewrite content just to rewrite it because I think that's kind of pointless right. and because most people have their own knowledge, their own experience, their own stories to add. So I like to say, 
to go in and enhance the content, add um, graphics even, even right. adding a call to action, adding um, stories, adding uh, case studies, anything that you can add to that will make it different than anyone else that's bought it. And, and in all honesty, most people that buy PLR never use it. So there isn't nearly as much direct competition as you might think. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it sits on their hard drive, which, again, is why I recommend you stick it right into your blog as a draft. So next time you don't feel like blogging, it's sitting there ready to help you to get your uh, post written. Right. What, would would PLR uh, material be something that we'd be allowed to use, say, on article websites? I don't recommend that Okay. Uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that you sites like easing articles has a very good um program for detecting uh duplicate content mm -hmm. so you'll get caught and probably get in trouble and the other reason is just because you don't want to look bad if other people have the same article up there and they might think that you stole their content or vice versa right. i recommend using it on your own blog in your easings and to create products and free reports. Those are the ways that I like to recommend using them. Okay, yeah, that was, that was my next question is, uh, what were the best practices with uh, using PLR for, for bloggers and internet marketers? How and where should I use them? So you mentioned, obviously, your blogs, uh, like newsletters and, and, mm -hmm. and like kind of free reports and products to maybe uh, drive people into your newsletter. Exactly. And as far as best practices go, as long as you know your customer and you keep them in mind and what's best for them and how you can help them, then using the PLR is just another tool to do that. Right. Very cool. So if you're interested in looking for more uh, for PL uh, material, you know, uh, you can head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash PLR and look that up. I mean, um, how... I mean, you won't know if there's articles about, you know, your specific niche un until you go there and just uh, search for what you have, right? Like, or, or are there articles in every single niche available? Oh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, and we do sell out quite quickly for when we re release um, content on certain topics. So check back often and make sure you get on the um, newsletter notification list because we usually release new content um, once or twice a week. Very cool. I think uh, Mark Mason, who is actually joining Tyrone and I in this uh, niche challenge, is using PLR material to uh, is using PLR and uh, enhanced PLR material, excuse me, on his <laughs> uh, guitar website. And you know, it's already up, and it looks like it's a really professional site because of uh, the content that he already has on it. So that's very cool. So again, that's um, smartpassiveincome.com/plr. And as we finish up, I just have a few more questions. Uh, for you, you are an expert and you know what you're doing. What two tips would you give to people who are just getting started to, to help them become successful? Um, the first thing is to pick one model. There are about a bazillion ways to make money online um, and bazillions on the low end. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so pick one model and stick with it and take that and run with it until you start to get profitable. And the other thing is find one mentor, preferably someone that is teaching the model that you've picked because right. that'll make your life a lot easier. <laughs> so pick one model for making money online and then find a mentor that can help you to get to profit because 
Otherwise, you're going to be so distracted running in circles after every different thing that crosses your your inbox. It's Mm -hmm. going to really slow down your progress. Yeah, I have to just reiterate that last point, finding a mentor. It was really important for me uh, when I got started, actually. Um, I had a a couple, but I think just one would be enough. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the uh, people who... There's a ton of people out there who are willing to help who were in your shoes not too long ago who, you know, know where you're coming from and would be happy to offer their advice. So, I mean, you just got to ask, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Right. And don't think you have to know everything at first. Just pick the one thing you're going to learn. And after you've you've done that, then you can go on and learn the next thing. You don't have to learn list building, affiliate marketing, blogging, info products, coaching. You don't have to learn how to do all that right out of the gate. Just pick one thing, do it, and then you can move on to the next. Right. Perfect. And last, uh, second to last, actually, two tips for people who already have a presence online, who who have already began their internet business journey, but are looking to take things to a whole new to a whole new level what would you uh, recommend for those people oh definitely the first thing would be to focus on what's working and do more of it that's i mean plain and simple it sounds obvious but nobody does it <laughs> look at where the money is coming from and replicate and duplicate that mm-hmm. and it's so much easier than always looking at new things just look at what's working and where the money's coming from and do it more <laughs> yep, the eighty twenty rule. And, and the second, what was that? Oh, I was saying the eighty twenty rule. Yeah, uh, exactly. And the other part of that, of course, is saying no to distractions. I've made much more money in my business from saying no than I ever have in saying yes, because every time I say no to something, it's it allows me to focus on the things that do make me money, and that's just it's key. It's absolutely key. Otherwise, your brain is just on overdrive, and you're running in circles and making no progress whatsoever. So do more of what's working, do less of what isn't. Don't be afraid to say no. Opportunity will continue to knock. Trust me. <laughs> That's really great advice and uh, advice that I will take the heart because I need to hear that um, quite mm-hmm. often. So uh, lastly, I, I like to ask um, all the interviews, uh, interviews here, um, kind of what's working for you right now? What is something that you're doing right now with your online businesses that people can apply uh, for themselves at this very moment? One thing that I've just recently done is to set up a um, blog plan. So I've got each day of the week, Monday through Friday, has a different theme, but I haven't posted that it has a theme. It's Mm -hmm. just for my own um, inspiration and for my own planning because I don't want to feel like I'm tied to it by, you know, announcing it to everybody and then feeling trapped because I'm, I'm kind of a free spirit in case you didn't notice. <laughs> so I know each day of the week what I plan to blog about, and it's really made blogging a lot more fun, and it's allowed me to um, relax and enjoy it a little more. And my traffic has definitely increased since I've been doing this. So like, this, like I said, this is not posted on my blog, but I have Monday is motivation, Tuesday is how-to's, Wednesday, I do a weird niche Wednesday. Thursday, I do an expert briefs where it's a composite post where I ask um, people that I respect and admire to answer questions. And then I compile those. Well, my virtual assistant does. Mm-hmm. But then Friday is free content Friday. So uh, even that's though true. That I, I didn't notice that before. But now that you mention it, that I see that mm-hmm. pattern now. Yes, exactly. And so they don't expect it every week. But when I sit down, I know exactly what 
what I'm doing and it just it frees up my mind and it makes blogging a lot more fun again. So yeah, that, that is something that I've been doing lately that has been working. That's great. I mean, I, I sort of do something similar. Um, every first Monday of the month, I do my uh, income report and, you know, I just, you know, I don't even have to think about what's right. It's just automatic mm-hmm. uh, and, and it does make it a lot easier. Um, so that that's really, really cool advice and uh, something that I think a lot of people can apply. Um, maybe not every day uh, or every week, but, you know, just looking to do things a certain way consistently uh, and it, it will improve your results. Definitely. So Nicole, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Um, if people want to uh, learn more about you, I know you're everywhere on the internet. Uh, where should they go to find you? Well, the best place is my blog, Nicole on the net.com and it's N I C O L E on the net.com. All right. And, uh, do you have like a, a Twitter we can we can all say hi to you at? Oh yeah, Nicole Dean. There you go. N I C O L E D E A N. Yes. And please comment on my blog. I do read them all. That is not outsourced. I read them. I don't get a chance to answer them all, but I do personally read every comment that is left on my blog. Awesome. Great. Well thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate it. And you go know, if you're not following Nicole or you've never heard of of her before, just go to her blog, Nicole on the net dot com and uh she's she's she knows what she's talking about i've learned a lot from her and uh you know i'm sure there's a lot more we can learn from her too so uh thank you again and uh have have a good one i'll talk to you soon thanks pat thanks bye all right everybody i hope you enjoyed that interview with nicole dean from nicole on the net dot com check her out she's awesome she definitely knows what she's talking about if you want to look into plr material for maybe a niche site that you're doing that you might not know much about uh, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash PLR. That's my affiliate link for her really inexpensive PLR articles, uh, private liberal rights articles that are available in a number of different categories. So you can go check that out. Thank you guys again for taking the time to listen. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for all the support. We're growing so fast. This podcast is, uh, you know, in the top charts on iTunes now, thanks to you. So, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. Stop over to smartpassiveincome.com for the show notes and hit up uh, ebooksthesmartway.com to get your free ebook uh, by me that'll, that'll teach you how to write a killer ebook too. And that's it. So I'll see you in the 10th session, which will be out in the next two weeks. And uh, yeah, take care. Keep killing it out there. And I wish you all the best. Take care and bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today... I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. 
It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.